What up, y'all? Welcome to the Rate Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 109. And guys, something really interesting about this episode. This episode, 109, is the 100th episode 100th episode since the since the last episode of my podcast that was audio only. Cuz here's here's the thing. The first 9 episodes of my podcast were just audio. That's all they were, just audio only. It was before I did video, okay? And I only did the first nine up, and that was that was the first nine episodes I did that did it like that. Then episode ten of my sh- of the show is that is when um I got it as a video as video. So I just started doing like a video podcast. Now, if you still listen to the audio version of the podcast, you still can. You, you, if you, if any of you guys are using any of the podcast apps, you can watch it watch it or listen to it that way. Every now and then I'll go listen to it to an episode, but most of the time when I watch my show, I just watch the video of it. Because I always like to find the nitpick stuff and see if if I made any mistakes or anything like that, just to be sure. Because I like trying to get everything as good as possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, one second, guy. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so I saw something going on with my with the video right there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Like um, yeah, and I'm sorry that I haven't done a video in like a few weeks and stuff stuff like that. Like I said, I got stuff going on in the background and. I'm trying to do the podcast as much as I can, but I still got other stuff going on. By the way, guys, I was on Ed's show. If you guys don't know who I'm talking about, my friend Ed Morales, he he has a show. I was on his show like a couple days ago, and we had a really interesting conversation about some stuff, particularly John Morant, the situation that's going on with him in the NBA. Also, we talked a little bit about God and Christianity in the Bible a little bit, too. And yeah, if you guys want to check that out, go go to um, EDTV. I believe that's what it is. Uh, he might have changed it again, but if you to look up Ed Morales with um, Ray Studios right there, I'm pretty sure you should find that episode right there. Yeah, I was also his very first guest he had on his show, so that was pretty fun, guys. Really, really fun. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, and before I get into the first topic here today, I want you guys to go go out, go go down to the description below and check out the Ray Studios merchandise store. The store in the description below. I have everything from shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts mugs and all that kind of stuff about ray studios merchandise i also have an ultimate mega um shirt down there so yeah so you guys can go check that out i really like that shirt it's one of my favorites so you guys should probably take a look at it it's pretty cool one of my favorite ones Mm -hmm. all right now let's get into the very first let's get into the first topic i have here today uh let me pull this up come on okay okay i I got it pulled up right now Mm -hmm. As you guys know, Russiagate, we all know that the whole thing about Russiagate, Russiagate was just a hoax put in, started by the Democrats, and particularly Hillary Clinton, when um, 2016, the, that election was going on, because they were because they know Trump won that election. But the thing is, they spread lies that Trump was colluding with Russia to steal the election and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera, saying he's um, working against America by secretly working for Russia. He's a Russian agent except, and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we all knew it was fake, but now we we have the full confirmation from the Durham report. And the Durham report um, um, confirms that Trump-Russia, or better known as Russiagate investigation, was always Dems politicizing intelligence. Why? Because they were just trying to make Trump look bad. Because they, mm. they were trying to get political points by, by doing that. Because they know Trump is a huge threat to them. That's why. And they were doing everything they could to stop him. And literally what they were doing was when I say anything, they were literally lying about him just so they could try to beat him. And it didn't work. And we know it didn't work because 2016 happened and 2020 happened. It's hindsight, you know what I'm referring to. But yeah, but yeah, um, they knew it was whole, a bunch of bull crap and they still kept pushing it. And by the way, a lot of these people, a lot of these people that were pushing this Russiagate nonsense, they're still pushing it today, even though we know it's fake. We know. Let's go read more into this article right here. Like the Durham report was um, gathering gathering intelligence, uh, intelligence all about this Russia collusion stuff, trying to see what what uh, what it, trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to see what was really going on with it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, down here. <clears throat> Former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. I could be wrong, but yeah, 
said Monday that special counsel John Durham's report confirms that the FBI crossfire hurricane investigation into the Trump campaign for Russia collusion, Russian collusion. Ooh, Russia gate. Ooh, oh no. <laughs> was always Dems politicizing intelligence. Why? Because they were being biased and manipulating the intelligence in a lot of ways just so they could get more political points and just so they could stop Trump. Because their ultimate goal was to stop Trump. And if they couldn't stop Trump, they, their plans weren't going to go forward. So they needed him out of the way to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. When I became director of national intelligence, I asked to see all U.S. intelligence of Trump-Russian collusion, of Russia collusion or Russia Gate. Ratcliffe, who also served as D DNI at the tail end of the Trump administration, wrote in a tweet soon after the re report became public. Oh, wait. Sorry, guys. Okay. Sorry. I heard something. Yeah. My mistake. There were no, there was there was none, and I rep reported some to the special counsel John Durham. His report confirms that in th that fact, it was always Dems politicizing intelligence. Like I said, the Democrats, what they were doing, and they're still doing today. They're tr they're trying to make things seem different than it really is. They spread the whole Russia collusion nonsense just so they could get more political points and to make Trump look bad. I know I said that multiple times, but I'm just saying that's what it is. That's what their whole goal is to stop Trump. And they know they can't. Well, at least not. Uh, let's just say um, fairly or. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, you guys know what I'm referring to right there because I can't go full on into that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this is the tweet tweet from John Ratcliffe. And when he says this right here. Yeah. When I became director of national intelligence, I asked to see all U.S. intelligence of Trump-Russia collusion. There was none. And, re and I reported so reported same to special counsel John Durham. His report confirms that fact. It was always Dems politicizing intelligence. <sighs> like, guys, I, I'm glad we finally got it. I'm, I'm glad we finally got it. Like, but here's the thing, though. Even with this, there are still going to be people out there that are going to be pushing Russiagate nonsense, no matter what, because they are so desperate. Like Trump is living rent free in their head, and they are willing. To, they are willing to do anything to destroy him and to discredit him. That is their whole point. Pretty much, it's almost like that's their only purpose in life. Like, I, I don't know, guys. Like, you can think however you want of that, but I'm just saying. We all knew Russiagate was a hoax. And I'm just finally we got Durham and we all knew it, but I'm just glad we finally got this report to actually confirm it as a fact that it was fake. I'm just glad about that, guys. Really, really glad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> on the 300 page report published on Monday afternoon concludes that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law and connection with certain events and activities described in this report. As Breitbart News' Christina Wong wrote, let's read this. Our investigation also revealed that senior FBI personnel, dis personnel displayed a serious lack of an analytic rigor towards the information that they received. No surprises there. Especially information received from politically affiliated persons and entities. And entities, yeah. Durham's report said an apparent reference to the Hillary Clinton campaign funded um, funded fusion GPS. P yeah, dozer. Oh my god. Okay, alleging collusion on the on that the FBI relied on to investigate Trump. Like their basis was their basis wasn't even even good. They're even admitting that. So yeah, they just made it up out of thin air because. I think they probably noticed that um that the Democrats were tanking in the tanking in the polls in 2016, and they just started spreading that because they were just trying to make him look bad. It didn't work. It certainly didn't work. And even after the election, they still pushed it. And up till 2020, they were still pushing that. It didn't work. Um, yeah, you know what I mean when I say that. And um, it still isn't working to this day because people are waking up and realizing that. Russiagate is nonsense. Like if there, if this was real, they would have there would have been actually real, solid, hard, concrete evidence to prove it. And there is no evidence whatsoever to prove that Russiagate was ever real. It never was. Like I don't know how why anyone could buy that it's real. Like if you're just buying that it's real, you you. I'm sorry to say this, but I'll say it. 
you are straight up delusional. I will say that. If you think Russiagate, Trump was colluding with the Russians to steal the 2016 election, or the Russians got Trump in, or anything else, et cetera, et cetera, the Ukraine nonsense that's going on too, with that, um, why he got, why the impeachment hoax number one happened, you were just straight up delusional. I'll say it. I'm sorry, but if you buy into Russiagate, you are delusional. End of story. I don't want to hear anything else. I truly, truly do not. Mm -hmm. Durham said before the allegation from an Australian diplomat di deployment that then Trump campaign advisor, George Padalopoulos, Padalopoulos, my mistake, told him that the Trump campaign had dirt on Clinton. Mm -hmm. And there was no evidence of any Trump um, campaign collusion with Russia. No evidence whatsoever, like I said. But despite this unvalidated intelligence information, the FBI swiftly opened an investigation known as Crossfire Hurricane. Dem, the Dems are dirty. The FBI is dirty. Like, the Democrats, the FBI, the CIA, it's all under one branch, really. And they're all working together secretly. And a bunch of probably rhinos on the Republican side, too. They're working together to um, take out people or to do things to make sure that certain things happen the way they want it to. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me... Sorry, guys. <laughs> Durham would also would would all would add. Durham would add that then Deputy Assistant Director for Counterintelligence Peter Strokes Strokes, I believe that's how it said, immediately opened the probe at the direction of then Deputy FBI Director Andrew um, McCab. Uh, moreover, the report states that neither U.S. law enforcement nor in the intelligence community appears to have pos possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane inv investigation. Mm. They don't have any evidence. That, that shows you right there. I also, but I'll say this though, but we do have some evidence of something that happened in 2020. We do. I mean, it hasn't been proved in a court of law, but we have evidence of it. But there's no evidence of Russia colluding with Russia. There is none. No matter what the Democrats say, they can't prove it. I know, guys. Uh, I know that um, Russiagate was a hoax trying to bring me down and to destroy our populist movement, our Make America Great Again movement, our MAGA movement. And But now we, we know what happened in 2020 and the, how do they try to destroy us. Oh, yeah. And we all know that the Clintons um, lied about this. We know. They they spread Russiagate nonsense and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just saying, guys, I'm really saying this. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, let's watch this video coming here from um, MSNBC about the Durham's um, probe, the probe, the, the investigation. Paranoia. I'm not going to watch the entire thing, but just parts of it. Let's let's get right into this. Mm -hmm. Paranoia infected his ability to stand back and evaluate whether the probe yielded guilty convictions of people who would have had nothing to do with any of these questions he looked at. It is a view from so far down the rabbit hole that what needs a scrub, what needs some oversight, is what Mr. Durham did for four years that repelled his longtime prosecutorial partner, Nora Dennehy, and other high-level DOJ prosecutors. Yeah, well, the New York Times, as Katie Benner has reported, um, is that Nora Dennehy resigned in protest, um, saying that there was undue pressure by Bill Barr, uh, that there were they that they were taking reports at face value and they were not scrutinizing it correctly. So I mean, the irony here is is kind of palpable. I want to just have people for a moment step back so they understand how small the difference is in reality between Durham and the IG, because it really isn't a question of... Let's back up and, tell, and remind everybody, I tried to do this in real time, but an inspector general is an agency's own watchdog. Interestingly, yes. the DOJ's inspector general is the only one Trump didn't fire. Now, you mm -hmm. can theorize why that might be. He was pretty critical of, of Comey, but on the question of predication... For the bad picks probe, for his he administration. Found that it was absolutely that. appropriately predicated, and absolutely. that there was quote no bias. And so he found the inspector general that what was properly predicated was what's called a full investigation. 
to have the difference between a full investigation and a preliminary, you're now in FBI, not law. These are internal DOJ rules. So we're talking about something that's not legal versus illegal. It's just, did they follow particular internal rules? The IG says, yes, they did, but he goes further. When he testifies about his report, he is asked about John Durham's conclusion that they didn't have enough. And he said, I was surprised by that because I spoke to John and his concern was not with respect to opening. It was that he thought it should only be opened as a preliminary. In other words, he agrees that there was enough facts for the FBI to open, but sort of a smaller investigation. And this is what the IG said. Who cares? What they did pursuant to this, the larger investigation could have been done as part of the smaller investigation. In other words, they didn't break any rules. Even under John Durham's theory, the inspector general was saying, this is entirely cricket. So this is really, um, you know, this is a friend of mine from Texas said, this is, you know, all hat, no cattle. Well, so you were on the Mueller probe. I mean, what was it like to know that for four years, another one-time peer, and we should say Mr. Durham was at one time respected and regarded. He came in and did some important work following uh, the Bush years on the, regarding to Jason to the war on terror policies. What uh, The Durham re report finally confirmed what we all knew all along, that um, Russiagate was a hoax. And you guys are just trying to discredit it as much as you can. So you're still going with um, Russiagate was real even though it was clearly false. So but I'm just saying, it, I'm finally glad we finally have it confirmed, even though we already knew it was, or even though we already knew all about it. What was it like to have your probe investigated for four years? So we were very aware, as I'm sure Pete Strzok and people at the Bureau before us were very aware that there was going to be an investigation of us. And you know what? Our view of that was fine. You know what? If you know what you're doing is done in good faith and you're obviously you could make mistakes, but if you our view was like fine. If mm. somebody wants to come in and second guess what we're doing and look to make sure we did something, that's fine. What's unbelievable about John Durham is he brought um two cases that he lost. He seemed to say it was okay to bring a case, even though it was really thin and not really provable, as long as you have some other story. This was Bill Barr's argument, which was, oh, that's fine, because he was- You mean the, um, the rhino Bill story. Barr? That's not what criminal cases are for. Um, so there was just this real lack of substance to what he was doing. And when you have the IG already doing an investigation, talk about like a total- you know, you want to talk about a, a witch hunt or sort of real wasted resources. You know, there are a lot of things to investigate. There are a lot of things that can be useful in government. Um, if John Durham was really just doing an investigation to talk about what are better policies and practices mm -hmm. that the FBI could have and was depoliticizing it, I would have been all for that and said, great, you know what? There's no agency that can't use greater scrutiny. But this was trying to say that there's a big there there when, you know, there's no there there. Um, and so for, I just think the, the big <laughs> picture, if you step back, is trying to frame an innocent man. Think, oh, everybody does it. Trump would, you know, had nothing to do, do with it, Russia Republicans collusion. do it. Everybody's to do with no it. good and shenanigans. There really is just, that's just not true. There is a, there is a, false equivalency because you have an enormous amount number of cases which were proved where there as you pointed out their convictions where there is a there there russia interfered in the 2016 uh, election they're oh continuing my. to interfere uh, um there are people who've gone they did not who are rightly found guilty and what you have with john durham is like it's a big fat nothing and it reminds me of the sort of weaponization oh. Um, hearings mm -hmm. that are going on where there also is they're just falling flat on their face because there is no there there. What is the chance? I just got my first hard copy of the first 85 pages. What is the chance that in these 400 pages there's any um, information about what there was evidence of criminal wrongdoing for and that was Donald Trump? So like as we talked about just before we went on air, I'm, I'm want to hear fascinated this. to know what is it that Italy reported. Um, you have a the, here is you know a foreign country, much to their sort of you know it's not in their interest really to be saying look I'm about to tell you something that you know could get very powerful people in your country very upset with us, but here's the information. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fascinated to see whether John Durham addresses that, including.
Sorry, guys. Um, my audio cut out again. Um, I fixed it. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I got it fixed now. Like I said, guys, there's nothing I can do to stop that. Um, it it's gonna happen. So yeah, but yeah, I, I've listened to that. Um, we've listened to that a little long enough. So yeah, I think we can move on from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, like um, as you as I as I said, it proved that um, Russia Gate was a hoax. There was no collusion between Russia and Trump. And like, remember what Trump said. It started at a rally. Well, well, the media asked him about it um, during his campaign in 2016. All of a sudden, people started coming up to him and started asking, what's going on with Russia? I'm, I'm quoting Trump when I say that. They were telling him that, and I'm just quoting the way he was saying it. What's going on with Russia? Uh, and, he's, and Trump was going, I don't know. I don't know anything that's going on with Russia whatsoever. And they kept doing that over and over and over again at many different rallies during his campaign. And yeah, so like I said, guys, we knew that Russiagate was a hoax. We knew it from the very beginning. There was no evidence. The Clinton, Hillary Clinton and the, the Clinton found in the other Clintons, they just made up lies about it. And remember, they filed lawsuits over it and got all of them got dismissed immediately. And like they were taken a look at. But they got dismissed immediately because there was no basis, no standing for them. So, yeah, I'm just letting you guys know that right away. So we all know what happened in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next topic I have here today. Uh, let me pull it up. I haven't talked about it on my show yet. Well, something like this. But the, the I talked about it with Osiris on his show. You guys can go check that out. Um, you'll know it when you go to his channel. But, yeah. Let me pull this up right here. Yeah. As you guys know, like um, Fox News fired Tucker Carlson a few weeks ago. And it happened after, I'm not sure I should say the company's name, but after a lawsuit got settled with, um, yeah, well, the name is the the name is in these this art the article title, but I'm not gonna say that in the name here. But um with a company that uh, that Fox got sued from this company over things they said on their on their broadcast networks and stuff like that. And Fox lost, well, they got they Fox had to settle with this company over 787.5 million dollars. Saved it actually pretty much it's actually a lot less than what they would have to pay um if they went to trial and they lost. So yeah. I and I told everyone this though. Like I still think this entire thing is nonsense really because like um Dominion, oh, God, man, I shouldn't have said the name, but that company and Fox, they're owned by BlackRock, as you guys know. So like, and when I say they're owned by BlackRock, BlackRock, they bought stock in all their companies, like not just, the, not just those companies, but all the other companies, but pretty much every major company, they bought stock in pretty much all that company. And then they use their shareholder power to put whoever they want on those companies boards. So pretty much every company you look at that has stock is owned by BlackRock. I'm just letting you guys know that off the top of the head. But yeah, um, Fox fired Tucker Carlson after uh, like um, the settlement came down. Like, and it was shocking. Well, I should—I don't think it was shocking, but from a certain point of view, it is shocking. Especially, with, well, with the time being, it could be because, like, I've heard rumors. I don't know if 100% whether these rumors are true, but this company may have told like Fox they had to get part of the the settlement. They have to get rid of Tucker. Like it may be true, it may not be. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I, I haven't seen any evidence to point to either direction, so I won't comment on it. So yeah, but a lot of things happen. Like yeah, and guess what, guys? Once that happened, once talk Tucker was Alpha Fox, uh, you guys know what happened. Fox's stock dropped dramatically. Like when I say dramatically, I mean dramatically. Like it was embarrassing when you look at it. They lost like um. Bill, I forgot how much, but it was like, I forgot the exact amount amount off the top of my head, but it was a lot of money. Like they, their foxes, in my opinion, they're pretty much done. They're like, they're going to lose a lot of support. A lot of people that watch them aren't going to watch them anymore because the main reason a lot of people watch Fox was because of Tucker. They didn't watch Fox because of Hannity or Laura Ingram or um, Jesse or um, a few others. No, no. They watched Fox because of Tucker Carlson. And once Tucker was gone, their ratings dropped, pl plummeted, and, and they lost a lot and a lot of money. And yeah, let's just read the more of the article. And let, let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. Report: 
Fox News lays off entire investigative unit. And yeah, they lost so much money, they had to lay that their that entire unit off. So yeah, their investigative unit, I believe it's the people that um like um look at e each um each news idea, like they look at each piece of news and stuff like that. They go look through it and then they give it to off to, to the creators and stuff like that. Yeah, but apparently Fox laid them off. And yeah, like it says, Fox News lays off entire investigative unit after $787.5 million you-know-what lawsuit. So you guys know what I'm saying right there. I'm not allowed to say that company name here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me get to it. <clears throat> Fox News laid off its entire investigative unit of reporters one month after the cable news company settled with something for for eight, for 787.5 million rolling stone reported last month fox news settled dominion 1.6 billion defamation law defamation lawsuit for 787.5 million 6 days later the cable news company cut ties with tucker carlson and i've heard rumors it was, like i said that it, the part of the settlement they had to get rid um that company told Fox to get rid of um Tucker. So I assume I, I can't prove it, but I think that's possibly why they did it. Mm -hmm. Carlson's attorneys reported reportedly sent Fox News a letter that accused the company of agreeing to fire Carlson as part of its settlement with something, among among other things. I I, I don't know if it's true, but if I had to take I, I don't know if I can say that either. I, I'm not going to take the risk with that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that thing was true, though. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. However, the... Yeah, you guys know what I'm saying. Company, company, the company has continually denied playing any role in Carlson's firing. I don't... Is it... Are they telling the truth? I don't know. It's a, are they not? I don't know. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see for all the information to come out. We'll just have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. As the Fox principals who negotiated the settlement well know something, made no demands about Tucker Carlson's employment oral or in, in writing. Maybe it wasn't in writing. Maybe they just told him on the side, hey, you don't do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A something spokesperson told the Daily Caller any claims otherwise are categorically false and a thinly veiled effort to further damage something fox should take every effort to stop these lies immediately uh i like i said guys i don't know if it's lies or anything but i wouldn't be surprised with either or with either or happening so like i said i can't confirm it mm -hmm. a fox news spokesperson also said reports about something's role in carlson's firing are categorically false Still, the company let go of its entire investigative unit on Friday with more layoffs potentially on the way, according to Rolling Stone. Like they're doing a whole bunch of layoffs at Fox because, one, the ratings are crashing in. They're not making much money. And because of that, their stock dropped dramatically. And so, yeah. And, like, Rupert Murdoch, like, I don't trust that guy whatsoever. Like, he's he pretty much bowed down to, um, let's just say, certain companies um, – what they want to do. I'm just letting you guys know that. That's pro that's pretty much what happened. And Rupert Murdoch, I believe, I could be wrong, but I think he has ties to some, I think he has, he might, I could be wrong about this, so don't take my word for it, but I think he potentially might have some ties to some elitist type of people. You can read through my words when I say that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, layoffs have happened. Mm -hmm. One staffer told the outlet and continued to happen. And they're going, like I said, I think Fox's ship 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 is sinking and I don't think nothing's going to come back for it. Them firing Tucker was him hitting the iceberg, was the Titanic hitting the iceberg. They have they pretty much have no chance of surviving right now. So they're just doing they're just doing whatever, whatever they can to like um soften the blow and stuff like that. So so yeah, who who knows what's going on? I don't know, but we're just gonna we're just gonna have to wait and see, guys. Like I, I don't know, but let's watch this video from CNN talking about Tucker and um something. Let let's just say that mm -hmm. two other lawsuits that are pending. Right here, we're gonna take a look at this about CNN talking about Tucker being let go at uh, at Fox. Mm -hmm. 
two other lawsuits that are pending. There was potentially news of a, there's news of a potential third lawsuit coming down the pike. So this just takes the, the Murdochs into a far different category in terms of dealing with Tucker Carlson, and the controversy clearly becomes not worth it. And Oliver, has Carlson commented on this? Uh, Carlson has been seen by tabloids in Florida, and he said he told the Daily Mail that he's enjoying retirement, kind of joking about that. But he has Well, just to let you guys know, like, um, th there's a theory that this might have been in the works for a while because like a week or so before like Tucker was let go at by Fox, it, it was reported that he had moved to Florida. So I don't know guys like, did this happen? Was this planned or something like that? I don't know. It could be, it could not be. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any information or can't prove that whatsoever, but like you guys, but like I haven't said to talk about this yet, but apparently Tucker's going to be having a show on doing a show on Twitter pretty soon. I don't know if he has started yet, but he's going to be because Twitter is apparently the only major social media social media platform that allow mostly allows free speech for the most part. So yeah, like I'm, I've heard about that. I've seen the video Tucker did about it. So if if and when he does it, um, I'm going to be, be watching that because I I want to really see what Tucker was planning to do. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I don't know. It, when it's going to happen or not, it may have happened already, and I just don't look, know. But yeah, when it does happen, I'm going to be watching it. Mm -hmm. He hasn't commented in a really <clears throat> substantive <throat> way. I think it's also <clears throat> noteworthy, Anderson, that without Carlson in the 8 p.m. hour over at Fox News, that the ratings over there are really collapsing. Last so is yours, buddy. Your ratings have collapsed dramatically, CNN. And by the way, guys. Cooper right here, well, not this guy, but Anderson Cooper, the guy to the right of this guy, he's one of the best actors on television of them all. He's one of the best. Like, yeah, you're going to have to keep watching. When you watch um, um, Anderson, you'll know what, I, when I, what I'm saying. He's one of the best actors on television by far. Last night in the key advertiser supported or coveted 25 to 54 demo, they saw the worst ratings since uh, pre-9-11. That's a really staggering drop over at Fox News. The hour yours has dropped dramatically rated too. higher Record than low. the 8 p.m. hour, which is something uh, of an uh, anomaly mm -hmm. over at Fox, something that certainly never happened when Tucker Carlson was in that hour. And so I think as we're watching this, um, it's, it's really interesting to see the ramifications is having at Fox and also at the smaller right wing channel Newsmax, oh which is God. seeing its ratings surge. And this is, of course, what led to the initial Dominion debacle, because Fox uh, executives saw this other competitor rising. And that's when they started to make some of these uh, decisions that led to uh, being sued ultimately right. by Dominion. And um, apparently a couple a few other companies offered Tucker. Tucker a bunch of money to like come over and do a show on their network. Like um, I believe Valuetainment did that. Patrick Bet David or Patrick David Bet. I forgot. I always get his last name mixed up. But he apparently he offered Tucker Carlson a hundred million dollars to come to come over and do a show there. So yeah, I, I, it might. I I I think Tucker would have done great over there. He would have. But I think Tucker is be better off on his own. So yeah. Also, I also there was a time where I was saying like I kind of wish Tucker would leave. Um, I I don't believe this anymore, but there was a time where I thought when Tucker Tucker's Carlson um when his contract with Fox is up, he should go over to the Daily Wire and do a show over there. But I'm realizing I'm glad he did not. I I'm I'm just I hope I'm so glad Tucker decides not to go over to the Daily Wire. I hope he never does. I hope he just stays sixth on his own and does his own thing because he's better off on his own than um than being with um a controlled opposition company like the Daily Wire, which is why like I said, I don't trust the Daily Wire anymore. They are a completely controlled opposition company. All of them are let's just say a lot of them are compromised over there. I won't say who, but a lot of them are compromised to a certain degree. You'll know who I who I mean when I. You'll know who I mean. Just just when you go watch their stuff, you'll know. I mean, I don't watch the stuff that much anymore, but because of it. But every now and then, I'll watch something just to see what they're saying. So yeah. And so, Jim, how does Carlson's? I mean, how could his text factor into the separate <clears throat> pending defamation suit by Smartmatic against Fox? I mean, could more information come to light through those <clears throat> proceedings? 
Well, yeah. The, now, Tucker Carlson is not a huge part of that case. I'll note he wasn't a huge part of the Dominion case. In fact, when it came to defamatory statements, his show was one of 20 examples. But the problem was that these texts were so hot and controversial that already in his... Tucker never once said anything about the 2020 election that um, the, the claims were true. He, uh, he never said the claims were true, not even live on air. He was saying like he disagreed with Trump on it. You can go look this up. He said multiple times he disagreed with Trump on his claims. So, yeah. Oliver said, like, that some of the unredacted texts were already getting them into trouble. So he was helping set for the lawyers at Dominion uh, and helping them show an atmosphere in which people doubted some of these conspiracies. Tucker Carlson talked about doubting these conspiracies in some pretty unvarnished terms. He spoke about Sidney Powell, a lawyer who was driving the conspiracies about Dominion voting, this idea that their machines, this false idea, that they were switch, the machines were switching uh, Trump votes to Biden votes. So he sets an atmosphere. He's not a major part of that case, but that goes back to the liability idea here. I don't mean that necessarily in a legal sense, but in a reputational sense, that Tucker's making so much noise around these suits that he otherwise didn't have to be a major part of. Yeah, Jim Runberg, I really appreciate Oliver Darcy as well. As we mentioned, the two lawsuits against Fox fired Carlson producer Abby Grossberg. So, yeah, you guys can clearly see what um, those guys are act like. So, yeah, like the, I, well, my mistake, guys. I think I hit the wrong thing right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my mistake, guys. I hit the wrong button. I'm, I'm going to go back to that. There was more to that article. Much, there was a little more. So, yeah, I'm, uh, let's go look at this more. Yeah. But yeah, Fox's ratings, they've collapsed so much that they're laying off a whole bunch of people, like a whole lot of them. Like they're losing a ton of money. So and rightfully so they deserve it because they let go their biggest draw and the guy that gave them the most ratings and helped them make the most money. Like I said, I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. They did this to themselves. Why bite the hand that's feeding you? So like I said, guys. No, I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. If they fail, great. If they, I won't, I won't shed it. I won't shed a tear for them at all. So Fox pretty much gets what they deserved and what they asked for. So yes, guys. Mm -hmm. Now let's go read a little more into the article. Mm -hmm. <sighs> One second. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. Another Fox employee told Rolling Stone the laid-off report reporters are the sacrificial lambs of the Dominion settlement. Hmm. Oh, I shouldn't have said the name. God. The, the rank-and-file journalists are getting let go. Meanwhile, upper management are sitting pretty, pretty while they are the execs responsible for the something debacle. The Fox employee said, we are the sacrificial lambs. Oh, my God. You... Oh, my God, you guys. Yeah, just saying that. Yes, so, yeah. The outrage is that Susan Scott and Maria Batrimo keep keep their jobs. One staffer added, meanwhile, the journalists get let go. We are in shock. You guys um, did this to yourselves by letting Tucker, girl, Tucker, Tucker go. Tucker, letting Tucker go was a bigger was a bigger issue than you thought, than what anyone thought. Just letting you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another former Fox talent suspects the cable news company is trying to get money off the books before June 30th due to the something settlement. Mm-hmm. I think the producers, management, etc., are being laid off of former Fox talent told Rolling Stone. Hmm. They are trying to get money off the books before June 30th. They have to save money because of the lawsuit. Yeah. However, the New York Daily News reported that a source said the investigative unit layoffs had nothing to do with something, which I do not buy that for a single second. Like I said, I can't prove that, but I just don't buy it for even a little bit. It's pretty I, I'm almost I'm certain that it has something to do with this. So, yeah, I, I'm certain, guys. I'm sorry, but it, it almost certainly has to do with that lawsuit. So, yeah. Yeah, like this is another video right here. I think we can watch right here that's related to this. Like, I'm not sure we'll watch the entire thing, but we'll watch some of it. Mm -hmm. To pay. Let me pull this up right here. Here we go. Mm -hmm. To pay. So, Andrew Weissman, my question for you is um, whatever happens from 4 10 p.m. today on, we now know 
that Fox knowingly lies to its audience as a business model. We now know, as, as Jeremy's describing, the panic it felt after accurately calling the results of an American presidential election um, forced them to change not just who they are, but what they do. They started peddling knowingly lies onto the airwaves. And you can't blame a bunch of rogue actors, rogue anchors. I mean, they knew at the you, top of the company. They said rogue they actors? The so you guys are just saying what, what you guys are too. You guys are actors yourselves. You on MSNBC and CNN, you guys are actors yourselves too. Just letting you guys know. Like Hannity, he's probably an actor, something like that. So I'm assuming you guys are too. The board level, Paul Ryan and 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 Viet Dinh and others, they knew from the top to the middle to the anchors. They also were in receipt of 3,600 communications from Dominion in case any of them were unclear on the facts. They received and acknowledged receiving information corrected, correcting what was being broadcast on that network. How did they get themselves in this legal position, which doesn't look very good? Um, to, that's, that is putting it mildly, Nicole, to say it's, it's not looking good. I mean, it's, it's inconceivable that the judge is going to grant summary judgment for them, in which case they will be facing a trial and they will have to decide whether they really are going to let the public see all of this dirty laundry um, and actually hear from these people. I just want to underscore just how serious this is. Um, I remember Adam Schiff, after the first impeachment, was asked about what was going on and comparing it to Watergate. And he said, you know, if Watergate happened now, there wouldn't be the same result. Why? Because of Fox News. And, um, you know, that gives you a sense of just how uh, powerful they are in spinning uh, their audience and riling, riling them up. And it, it was impossible to escape for me the parallel, which is admittedly imperfect, between Fox News and what our team and the special counsel investigated for almost two years, which was Russian disinformation in the 2016 presidential election. Well, this is an American company that an American news organization that is peddling misinformation with truly deadly consequences that, I mean, could have been far worse. But if you are people consequences? who are on January 6th, if you are, we are. Uh, election workers oh, who are threatened, you have to be reading this saying your goal of, of money, of as, as Rupert Murdoch said, of green, it caused me damages. Um, and so you can imagine that this is not going to end with just Dominion bringing these suits, you can imagine other people seeing this evidence saying, I was harmed by what they were doing out of greed. Say more about that. Are you, are you sort of describing a class, a class action legal effort? Well, well, I don't know that there'd be a class action, but you can imagine election workers, Ruby Freeman, um, saying, you know what, the, the people who uh, it really riled people up who incited all of this knowingly. Obviously, that's the key. Um, uh, are, are from Fox News, the people on January 6th who were cowering in Congress, who were afraid, the people who were attacked, the people who uh, died. You mean that, all um, of those that people, by their federal agents um, and FBI agents and, and the people that were Fox in the crowd News. that day. And it's not like hmm. this is. Unforeseen. It's not like well, the people, people that were Fox working News, for the federal had government had no idea my mistake. that their and really dangerous rhetoric was going to lead to this kind of violence. Now, there are lots of issues when you bring a case like this, if, you know, for in terms of showing intent, showing causality, etc. But um, you know, Dominion, this kind of suit is some sort of way of deterring what it is that Fox News did here. And I, I really think the quote that you um, had about Rupert Murdoch saying this isn't about red or blue, it's about green, is really the critical one. And you can imagine how that's going to play to a jury that's saying, yes, and we're going to take that green incentive away from, from you. Okay. You guys get the pretty much idea right there. Like, Fox News is pretty much done anyway. Like, they cater, cater to the left and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. 
So yeah, like th- some person on Tim Pool's show who went on after th- this all happened, I forgot who it was on Tim's show, but literally came on says like um, CNN, MSNBC, and ABC. Those are what like um what you was what um is true to to what a lot of people say it is true. What the left says, and like Fox News is what you are allowed to allowed to hear. So yeah, Fox um like um all these left wing other places. This is what they want you to believe. This and like um Fox News is something that um they is what they allow you to hear. So yeah, Fox News doesn't go all in. They're not populist. They're just some um, corporate greedist people like that. So. You guys can get the pretty much pretty much the idea with that thing right there. Pretty much get it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm gonna move on to the final topic here today. Um, it's gonna be a short one, but yeah, I think this one's still interesting. It's pretty fun, but like, it's it, it's a fun thing. But let's let's just watch it because it's hilarious when you look at this. So yeah, let's play this real quick. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Joy Reid over at MSNBC. <laughs> She says this, like, and this is another article from Breitbart. I'll I'll say I'll let you guys know that right away. Mm. She says DeSantis passing Florida style laws as president is BS. <laughs> My God. You're talking about DeSantis banning um book like you're talking about DeSantis banning books. You mean banning pornography books, not allowing that to be shown to children, banning all these graphic images, stuff you're not allowed to show to children, protecting children to be as well. Like you're saying this is bad. That's not populist. Guess what? It is populist and that's what the people want. It's what happened in Florida. Now she does talk about this that real quick right here. Yeah. So let's read the article first, then we'll play the video right here. It's a pretty short article, but Let's read it real quickly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the article does say warning adult language. So you guys get get it what's saying right here. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> MSNBC anchor Joy Reid, of all people, said Friday on the Read Out, <laughs> said the idea that Governor Ron DeSantis could pass a similar agenda to the Florida legislation he has signed was BS. <laughs> oh my God. Most people want to protect children. I'm just letting you know. Anyone who does not want to, you're a creep. And let's just say strong possibility that you are or something. We'll just leave it like at that. So, yeah, you're a pervert, which I should say. Mm-hmm. Political commentator commentator Susan Del Percio, Percio? I don't know, said DeSantis misunderstood the election results for 2022. Huh. Really? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. He really didn't get what he was driving. He didn't get what was driving people. They didn't show up. Really? I mean, there was a big difference. 900,000 fewer fewer votes cast on the Democratic line from 18 to, tw- to 2022. DeSantis still would have won even if 900,000 Democrats showed up and voted. I'm just letting you guys know that right now. DeSantis still would have won. You know why? A lot of them probably moved... Up Florida is more Republican now than it is Democrat more. Now it used to be purple and it used to be more Democrat than Republican, but now it's more Republican than it is Democrat. Why? Because so many people from, from blue States, well, people from other States all, all, all over the country moved down there to Florida, particularly conservative Republican people. They all moved down there and they outvote um, the, the Democrats now and it turned Florida from, from a purple state to a red state. And it used to be a purple state that if le- if it leaned anywhere, it would lean blue. But now DeSantis turned it from a purple state to a red state. And you guys are just mad about it. You guys are really, really mad about it. So, yeah. And the reason people didn't come out was because DeSantis was so popular and he was going to win. And possibly a lot of Democrats actually moved out of Florida, too. That's something that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration, too. A lot of the people that came to Florida were conservative or, or Republicans, and most of them are more likely to vote for Republicans or DeSantis, someone like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys lost the argument right there. I'm just letting you guys know that right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't come out for him either. Yes, they did. They came out for DeSantis. DeSantis destroyed um, Charlie. Well, what, what, Charlie, was his name Charlie Chris? I, I believe that's who it was. He obliterated him. Like he got a massive, like he won by twenty points, and a and in a state like Florida, which is one of the most historical purple states of in the country, and he absolutely destroyed him. 
destroyed him. And like when I say, and I'm not just destroy him. Like he, he flat out embarrassed him. Like if she, Charlie Christian have even been in the running. I'm just letting you guys know that immediately. And Marco Rubio, who I'm not a fan of, like him, even though he is a senator, he's not popular. He still beat um. I forget what her name was, but um, she was the Democrat senator running against him, and he absolutely obliterated her. Now, DeSantis was the one carrying him through the through the election, like, but he still won, though. I'm just letting you guys know that. And by the way, DeSantis w- flipped Miami and Tampa, which are sit, which are one of some of the most blue cities in Florida. I mean, Orlando's the most blue city in Florida, but Miami and Tampa are right on its heels. And he turned and he flipped them from blue to red. And not just just barely, he won them by a long shot. Like he won them. Like he flipped those areas from blue to red. And you guys, and you guys are saying he no one showed up to support him. Yeah, I'm just you guys are yeah, you guys get the pretty much the idea of what's going on with you guys. You guys are just trying to discredit DeSantis, even though he obliterated your your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> And right now, you look at the independent woman. And yeah, one of Ron DeSantis's, DeSantis's big things is, I can win a general election. I mean, and I'm quoting this one right here. I mean, women in Florida hate him by 61%. That's not true. The majority of women like him because he's protecting children down there. And not just women, the majority of people down there like DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. It makes no sense that he is touting himself as an alternative to Donald Trump when actually his baggage is political, is policy baggage, which is much more dangerous to carry around in general election. DeSantis is extremely popular. Now, he's not as popular as Trump is in Florida, but he is very, very popular. Very popular. Now, let's now you're going to make the argument, well, Trump didn't flip um, Tampa and Miami. That's true. But remember that Florida was in a different state at that time in 2016 and 2020. It wasn't nearly as red as it is now. So that is what allowed it to become red. DeSantis is what allowed Florida to become fully red. And and all those cities in there, except Orlando and Jacksonville. Did Jacksonville go red or blue? I forgot. I'll have to look that up. But I I know Orlando was the only city, major city that I know of did not go red. It was blue, but not by a huge margin, though. Now, now Florida, now, now Miami and Tampa, those were deep red areas right there. And that's shocking when you really look at it. It shouldn't be happening, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reed said, and he also, he's a Trump, he's Trump with a completely subjective legislature. So the idea he could do in a national scale what he does in Florida is BS. I'm sorry to use that horrible word, but it's not real because he's but he's got a psycho psycho legislator that will pass anything he says because um, Florida is a deep red state now. It's red. It's not a blue state or state anymore. Florida is a red state. And let's just say DeSantis, like like I said this beforehand. I prefer Trump over DeSantis by a mile. I do because of certain things. But DeSantis is more like um let's just say he he take he turns off the media like that. Like he he'll take him out like that. But he's more um like um secure with what he says. He doesn't he and he's more pol- let's just not polite, but like um he's more general with what he says. He's not like um as insulting and funny like that. He'll say what he wants, he'll tout off the media like that, just not the way Trump does it. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I would prefer Trump, but I but here's the thing though. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Trump has no way of beating DeSantis. I mean Trump has no way of beating Biden in 2024. He has no chance whatsoever. And I'm and I'll and I stand by that. I'm mad about that. I don't like it, but I'm just saying that's what it is. DeSantis would have a much better chance of beating Biden than than Trump does. Like, here's something I'll say. I say this. If um in the prime in the Republican primary when Trump and DeSantis meet and it will happen I'm almost certain of that Trump will obliterate DeSantis and DeSantis will get destroyed by Trump and he's going to lose by a mile against Trump, but in a presidential election of a, like um DeSantis versus um Biden, DeSantis would have a much better shot of beating Biden than Trump having a, beating Biden because like a lot of the independents and the moderates and a lot of the like um unlike um moderate Republicans and even some moderate Democrats, they don't like Trump at all. Now they would rather, they would rather 
vote for DeSantis any day because he's more polite and he's not like him as wild and not nearly as much as Trump is. Like I said, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think right there because I don't think Trump has any chance of, of beating Biden. DeSantis would have a much better chance. But I also say this, though. I don't think there's any way Biden loses the election in 2024. I don't think it's possible. I think I think Biden will win no matter who runs in 2024. Now, the only hope there is is in 2028 because Biden will not longer will no longer be there because his two terms will be up. Yeah, like, like I said, guys, like I don't know what to think. Like, should DeSantis just wait till 2028? I'm probably leaning towards that because, like, I'm. If he does run in 2024 and loses to Biden, which I'm certain that would happen if he did run it in 2024, he would lose all of his momentum and his political career would pretty much be over for them. So, yeah, guys, I don't really, I don't know what to think right there, guys. Like, like guys, it, it, it's it's bad. It's too bad, but I don't know what to think. I'll, ha I'll have to think more about that. I, I'll, I'll have to wait and see. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, let's um, what let's um, watch this video right here from MSNBC right here. Let let's see what our good friend Mrs. Joy Reid has to say right here. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Not anymore. Just to go. I'm not going to watch the entire video, but yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Just to go through here, but Disney paid and collected more than 1.1 billion dollars in state and local tax revenues in Florida last year. Walt Disney Company has about 75,000 employees in the state. It's one of the top private employers in the state. Except they wanted to get political and try to um, go against children. So and try to like um indoctrinate children and um do all that kind of stuff. They should have stayed out of politics, my friend. So yeah. Not all the employees at visitors actually stay in the park. Some stay at nearby hotels, eat at local restaurants. They go on side field trips. The water parks in Central Florida drive millions to Central Florida every year. So he's basically said, I would rather them leave. Yeah, me too. I would too. rather them leave. A 2019 study at Oxford Economics leave. found that Orlando area tourism, at which Disney sits at the center, generated $75.2 billion in economic impact for Central Florida. That's about $1,000 for every tourist. Ron DeSantis has said, okay, but if you won't do what I say, get out uh protecting children i'm i'm sorry there but if you do not want to protect children you have no business being there i don't want i don't want you there at all i wouldn't want you there at at all like i'm sorry i'll say it i'll 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 lose i'd rather lose all that money and 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 um, have children be safe and protected and, and then like um have all then have all that money and children not be protected and being indoctrinated and a lot of things will just say happening to them there in Florida. I'll just leave it right there. You know what I'm what I'm referring to. So it's it's pretty obvious what I'm referring to, but you guys get you you guys get it. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 pl let's play the video right here. The rest of it. If you will well, raise your kids how I say We'll take your kids. If you if you want to wear a mask, I'll rip it off your kid in front of you in a news conference. He never did anything like that. He just said he just he told the kid, if you want to wear it, you can, but it's just stupid. He said that. I'm just I'm just saying it right there. What is this agenda? What is he doing? Well, I think that first of all, I think he just kind of misunderstood what happened with his reelection. You know, he I think I think it, his, you know, his kind of opening the schools, his opposition to covid restrictions was popular, the kind of quote unquote sure. freedom agenda for better or worse. But he mistook that support for being kind of support for a full on war on wokeness. And he's yeah. made anti wokeness the center of his the center of his governorship, right? He always says, you know, Florida is where woke goes to die. It's why mm -hmm. he's put so much energy into attacking new college and transforming new college. You yeah. know, this school with less than 700 kids has become this major policy obsession of his. And you're trying I think to, that trying you know, to indoctrinate he's so deep kids. in sort of the right wing ecosystem, the people who are all cheering, yeah, Disney's all full of groomers, that yeah. he sort of <laughs> they are lost actually. touch with they are the rest of the country for whom. You know why? You know, what I mean, what I mean is like um, every all a lot of times now and then you see a whole bunch of employees at Disney get caught for doing, let's say, groomer or let's say disturbing stuff. We'll just, I'll just leave it there. Like, I, I don't want to get graphic right here, but you know what I'm referring to. 
buzzwords about cultural Marxism. Right. And, you know, all the kind of language that you would know if you spend a lot. Oh, and plus a lot of stuff they put Disney puts into their content, like a lot of this woke um, leftist ideology stuff. You know what I'm referring to when you look at. When, go watch. um Go watch a lot of the stuff that they're that Disney has been putting out recently. You'll know what I mean when I say that uh, it. Yeah, a lot of woke ideology in movies and TV shows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. A lot of time reading right-wing blogs, listening to right-wing podcasts, but they just don't mean anything, I think, to most people. And they don't mean anything. They do mean stuff. What what parents and regular people, normal people, Mm -hmm. understand is, hang on a second. I'm raising my kid. I take my kid to my doctor. And then you're going to tell me you're going to take my kid because you don't like the medical decisions I'm making. You're going to tell my kid they can't read book. You're going to tell my black child they can't read a book about black history. They're not doing that. No, you're not doing that. I'm just saying like I'm making a bias, like um, a, 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 a book that says America is a racist country and there's nothing redeemable about that. There is no reason that kid should be reading that at all. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. There is no reason for a child to be raised to be um to read that that book. I'm not allowed when I have kids. I'm not allowing them to read anything like that because it's because it's false. There is n- America is not a racist country and it never has. Well, we we've had um like um bad moments in our history. We um, I admit that, but America as a country is not a racist country. And I do not care what what our good friend Mrs. Joy Reid has to say about it. Really? You're going to tell them they can't take a, a black history? You're going to tell my female child they can't take history about women? You're going to tell my Jewish child they can't learn about the Holocaust because you don't like it? This is They are learning about the Holocaust. They are learning about women's stuff. They're not learning about their woke leftist ideology um, version of it. Freedom! This is not a freedom agenda. This is a do what Ron DeSantis tells you to do. The state owns you agenda. No, How, it's not. Who does he think that's going to attract? Well, I think Michelle was spot on when she said that DeSantis misunderstood his election re- the election results for 2022. He really didn't get at what was driving people. It was nothing. They didn't show up. Correct. I mean, there was a big difference. 900,000 fewer votes cast on the Democratic line Correct. from 18 to 20, 2022. Correct. So people maybe didn't come out so much. They didn't come out against him, but they didn't come out for him either. And right they now, did come out for him. Women, and we, yeah, one of Ron DeSantis's big things is I can win a general election. <laughs> he mean, can win a, a general election. Hate him by 61%. That's so not yeah. true right there, my good I, friend. I, I don't understand. I, I, it makes no sense that he is touting himself as an alternative to Donald Trump when actually his baggage is policy baggage, which is right. much more dangerous to carry around in a general election. You're absolutely right. And he also, so he's he's Trump with a completely subjugated legislature. So the idea that he could do on a national scale what he does in Florida is bullshit. I'm sorry to use the, word, the, the horrible word, but it's not real because he's got a sycophant legislature that will pass anything he says. So that isn't true on a national scale. But to the, the same point, the point I think that Susan makes Women want a lot of things. A six-week abortion ban at a national level, that ain't one of them. Right. And I think that, you know, unlike Trump, he is much more kind of a captive of the Republican base. Trump kind of bosses around the Republican base and they follow him. I think Ron DeSantis follows the base. And so he was in a, he was in kind of an impossible position. I mean, there's no excuse for signing this bill, but he also wouldn't be a presidential contender in the Republican Party sure. if he hadn't signed it. And so on the one hand, he was first kind of touting himself as this more electable alternative to Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump, in some ways, has been able to outflank him with kind of quote unquote moderates by coming, you know, by, by kind of calling into question the abortion bills, the abortion bans that his own administration has made possible. It's, you know, it's a phony argument, but he's kind of put DeSantis into a corner where he can't abandon anti-abortion extremism, but he also can't win a general election with it. And you know what Donald Trump didn't do while he was president? Sign a six week abortion ban, right? I mean, he can say, well, I didn't do that. He's to the left of him, and he's to the right of the others, and no cussing on, uh, on TV. I apologize for that. It, it, he just infuriates me in a very Reason specific Trump, way. Uh, here's Michelle why, Goldberg though. And Susan Del- Trump never had an opportunity to pass a six-week abortion ban. Why? Because at that time, Roe v. Wade was in place, and also um, the, Repu- the, the Congress w- was split up because Republicans had the Senate and Democrats had the House. So 
there was really no way for that to happen. There was no way he Trump could have done it. And I'm just letting you guys know, if Trump could have done it, he possibly could have, but I don't know. He may have left it up to the states to decide that. I don't know. But like, like I said, he's glad Roe v. Wade was turned over. So am I. Yeah, so yeah. But guys, here's another thing, though. I'm not sure if I trust DeSantis. Sorry, guys, my, my mic went out. Um, I got it fixed now. So I apologize, guys, for that. Like I said, my audio will always cut out every now and then. There's nothing I can do for that. But, yeah, like I was saying before my audio cut out, then I'll wrap this episode up, that um, because of things, a lot of DeSantis' actions, some, some of them, and a lot of things he said, it, it makes me question him in a lot of ways. So I don't know if he's trustworthy or not, like – I'll have to think more about it, guys. Like, I, I, I'm not hundred. I'm not convinced either side whether he's trustworthy or he's not. I don't know. He could be. He could not be. I'll just have to wait and see to see what comes out. Because, like, like I said, I don't want in a, someone who's part of the establishment um to be to be in office. I don't. I've heard rumors DeSantis is working with them and with a lot of people that has endorsed them. It makes me worry in a in a lot of ways, but. We'll just have to wait and see, guys. We'll just have to wait and see what happens because, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to wrap this episode up right now because I've been going on for for an hour and I got to go take care of some stuff now. So, yeah. But, yeah, guys, I'm back. I am I did this episode. Um, like I said, this episode, like I said, this has been 100, ep- 100 episodes since um my, um my since the first nine episodes when um, I, they were all audio. Like I said, this is the 100th episode since um, I've done my podcast as video. But like I said, if you still want to watch the the podcast, the audio, you can go watch them on um, all the podcast pl- on all the podcast platforms because they're on those as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Like um, if you guys are watching this video right here, make sure to like and subscribe to my channel here on here on Rumble. Also, follow me on all the social media platforms because I'm on all of them. Also, follow me on Twitch and Facebook, too, because I do my show there as well. And like I said, follow me on all the social media platforms and all the podcast, all the podcast platforms as well, because I'm on all of them. I do a whole lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. This I, I my name is Ray, and I'm the host of the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 109. Catch you guys later. Peace. <laughs>